Hello, I'm Dr. Scott Wadier. And I'm Tommy Welling, and you're listening to the Fasting for Life podcast. This podcast is about using fasting as a tool to regain your health, achieve ultimate wellness, and live the life you truly deserve. Each episode is a short conversation on a single topic with immediate actionable steps. We cover everything from fat loss and health and wellness to the science of lifestyle design. We started Fasting for Life because of how fasting has transformed our lives, and we hope to share the tools that we have learned along the way. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Fasting for Life podcast. My name is Dr. Scott, and I am here, as always, with my good friend and colleague, Tommy Welling. Good afternoon to you, sir. Hey, Scott. How's it going? It's great, man. It's Tuesday uh, afternoon, so we're not recording at night. So it's a little different vibe. It's bright in my room. I'm loving it. Energy's high. I'm still fasting, feeling amazing. How about yourself? Yeah, came off some good sleep after last week's episode, took some pointers and uh, put them to action. So that's good. Energy's good, ready to rock and roll. What are we talking about? Uh, Yeah, we got a whole bunch of stuff to go over today. Um, As if we didn't just review this before we hopped on the podcast. Um, (laughs) So yeah, I know, I know. So to uh, recap what we did last episode, if you guys have not gone and listened, uh, we've gotten some really good feedback on um, sleep and its importance in insulin resistance and the insulin cycle. Um, we've got some awesome resources that we've uh, put together too that kind of explain that process that we're going to be dropping here in the near future. Um, but just, uh, yeah, a lot of great feedback. Um, Tommy, did you hear anything specific from anyone? Um, as far as sleep goes? Yeah. The last, last week's episode, I remember we were talking about, it, I just couldn't remember specifics. Yeah, I mean, uh, just got a few a few pieces of feedback. Um, some people who were um, just finding some slowdowns whenever they weren't getting good sleep, and uh, put a couple things into action, and uh, seemed to kind of get get the ball rolling, get their uh, keep their momentum going a little bit better. So that was good. Held me accountable to be completely transparent, as I I realized that I needed to um, do a little bit better with the whole blue light thing. So if you want to hear more, go jump back in. Um, so that was last week's episode, episode seven. Today is episode eight, and what we're going to be doing today is talking about simplification, and we just came off an amazing seven-day challenge with a group of 35 people, um, and we'll talk, give some updates on that too as we kind of transition into the next phase of what we're going to be doing here, um, but today we're going to simplify, and we're going to talk about exercise of insulin sensitivity, how to actually get the best results while keeping it simple. And then we'll, you know, in that conversation, we'll talk a little bit about those wonderful fitness trackers, um, how, you know, my fitness pals, tracking your calories, adding back in the calories you so-called burn during a workout, um, mm-hmm. the, the 10,000 steps obsession, which actually I couldn't find uh, well-documented research to back that up. Um, so we'll talk about that myth and really where that came from. Um, and then we're just kind of conversating today and this is the last thing that we'll go over, uh, and for today's kind of rundown of what we're going to do is we want to continue the conversation. And we realized when we were in the challenge that we had a lot of great feedback and back and forth. So Mm -hmm. an idea we came up with was when you guys go and rate our podcast. So we request five-star reviews because we, we believe that that's what we should be getting. So please leave us a five-star review. And when you do that, drop a question in there 
and we'll be sure to kind of gather those up um, and we'll be able to answer those questions in the episodes to come. So we want to continue that conversation in that way. Yeah, we, we read every piece of feedback and we've already gotten a few notes um, on that and taken some good action uh, with them. Uh, the latest one being to um, include some some citation notes uh, whenever we talk about research articles. So we're, we're doing that in the notes. And so thank you for that, that feedback. So uh, whatever questions you guys have, leave them in those reviews and we will um, address those on the next episode. Yeah, I'm super excited for that because, you know, we do now have the, the page and we have the closed group and we've got our email and the website, but um, you know, the podcast is one of our main things that we focus on week to week. So having those questions there will definitely keep us accountable too. Um, and then we'll make sure we're delivering content that you guys want to hear because um, there's so many different avenues you can go with fasting, but, you know, really we want to break it down into those, those four mantras that we had from the get go, which was having the right mindset, having the right motivation to start fasting and the good reasons why, but then, um, you know, learn the method and we, you know, under the method, we talk about simplification and regaining control in the actual mastery of it. So. Um, you know, we're going to keep going and framing it in that light, um, you know, through that lens um, of getting that simplification and control back into your hands as we experienced in 2019. And then we saw just amazing changes in the group just in seven days. So yeah, um, yeah it's, 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 it's going to be great. So drop the questions, drop the five-star review, and then we'll, uh, we'll get those to you. So um, all right, Tommy. Give me an update because I know that, um, you know, you and I spent a lot of time on these wonderful uh, screen sharing devices where uh, we put out a lot of training and a lot of resources and hours and hours of content during that, that group fasting, the seven day vision fat 2020 vision fasting challenge. Mm -hmm. So um, I know you have a pretty awesome update here. Um, you're talking about for, for me personally or, yeah. or people yeah. in the challenge. Okay. Me, ah, I'm uh, not talking about anybody, but you right now. Okay. All right. Uh, you know, just, just making sure. Um, so for me, I'm at a new low, a new personal low. So I beat my old low by, um, by about 0.4 pounds. Um, so, you know, I'd been maintaining for a while and then, uh, was waiting for the challenge to, Kind of get going on the next down leg uh, for myself. Um, I probably have about 25 pounds um, that I'd like to to lose here in the next probably couple of months. And um, the momentum uh, really got going with the challenge. So I did a 96 hour fast approximately and then had date night and then did another 72 hour fast um, after that. So um, hit my low, uh, beat it and and got some good momentum going. So um, and then I posted in the challenge um, this week's plan too, which was basically um, a couple of um, approximately 72s uh, with a date night in there and then a free space, um, which has already been taken up by by a home project where we're uh, inviting some family over. So good to have a little bit cool. of flexibility in there too. So your total goal then must be upwards of 60 because you've, you've lost and been able to maintain 40 pounds so far, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I've been awesome. 46 pounds lost at this point. That's fantastic. Yeah. I'm not good with quick math like that, but yeah, that's amazing, man. So great. Um, and you know, that's a really good jumping off part point into, you know, talking about your schedule and really what we want to get in today, which is a simplification 
mm-hmm. um, of this entire process. Like busy, you know, you have two kids, I have two kids, you have a business, I have a business. We have, you know, mm-hmm. family obligations and things we like to do. And it's, you know, dogs and, you know, responsibilities around the home. There's always something that can pull you out. So having the simplification of the control is huge. And one of the things that we were talking about was this concept of exercise. And my wife is one of the people. So Megan, when you listen to this, I do love you. And we are just, don't laugh. We are just very, this is going to be good. You're already laughing. This is going to be fairly good because we are very different people in that she is someone that does really great with like, like super levels of tracking and measuring and weighing and, you know, timelines and just, and she can maintain that for long periods of time with a lot of success. Now Mm -hmm. she also doesn't have insulin resistance working against her. She's, you know, a healthy young 30 mom of two, who's always been into, you know, an active lifestyle, playing sports, running marathons, that kind of thing. But she can really stick with that. And for me, I've, you know, it, whenever I did these six to 12 week, 90 day, six month, you know, outlines and programs that I was trying to do, I was never able to get the results. I would always get worse or I wouldn't feel good or the scale would start to creep up at the end of those six months. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, so she's just able to really crush it when it comes to, um, you know, keeping track and just, being really, I don't want to say obsessive about it because it's not, but just really well on point, you know, dotting the I's and crossing the T's. And for me, that just doesn't work. So um, the MyFitnessPal thing is, you know, one of the things when, when we used to do our Saturday morning long workouts, we'd work out in the garage together for an hour, hour and a half. And uh, we do, you know, five, you know, a thousand meter row intervals in between, you know, 30, 30 reps of five to 10 different exercises. Then she'd go out and run a 400 meter while I rode a 500 meter. And so Mm -hmm. we did these crazy long workouts. But um, one of the misconceptions out there is that when you work out, you're burning more calories and the fitness trackers that come along with those, which we're going to talk about a few times today, drastically overestimate the amount of calories burned. So you're making a huge mistake if you're calorie counting, which we don't recommend. Um, we recommend tracking, but if you're trying to do the whole calories in versus calorie out, you know, move more to burn more um, and eat less and restrict, um, by adding those calories back in, like my fitness pal will, will, will sometimes have you do, you're mm-hmm. really just missing the mark totally. So it was pretty eye-opening when I was looking at some of the research. Yeah. Did you see any uh, percentages? As far as those overestimations go, I don't recall numbers. what what were they? I, I, I've seen some numbers as high as forty to fifty percent uh, for those. Yeah, because they they don't test for all different levels of of activity. Uh, so they're looking at certain activities under certain circumstances, and then doing a broad generality across all body types, male versus female, all weights. Um, and, and they have a hard time differentiating between different activity levels. And then even if you're in the gym and you say, okay, well, I was doing a hard resistance workout for the last 45 minutes. Well, you can put that into those tools, but what does that mean? How much time did you spend on the phone? How much time were you doing, um, you know, 20 reps versus doing one rep maxes or, or switching machines, switching gears, waiting for other people to work in, um, all that kind of stuff. It can't be taken into account. So you can have huge variability um, but then at the end of the day, you look at your your tracker and then you just see, oh, there's a 
there's a minus 600 for my, for my workout. That's 600 extra calories. Maybe I will go have that, that, that splurge meal or, or, or whatever it may be, or think that you're on track to lose twice as much this week as you did last week. And then ultimately get discouraged by the results that, that you were, you were planning for. Hey, y'all, I wanted to take a second and tell you just an incredible story about an amazing company that we've come across recently, um, and now they are a sponsor of our show. It's airdoctorpro.com. You can head to the website, use a promo code uh, fasting for life to receive up to $300 off. But most importantly, uh, my little guy, my two-year-old, has not slept consistently through the night uh, since he was born. We have tried everything you can imagine. He is our third child, and we're just like, what is happening? So we have gone to great lengths, time, money, and effort to figure out um, how we can help him sleep. And uh, the reality is uh, we were pretty much just resigned to the fact that this is how it's going to be until we put the Air Doctor Pro in his room. And I am not joking when I tell you the first night that we put it in his room, he slept through the night. The second night, slept through the night. Now we're up to 35 plus days that he has slept through the night. He has only woken up two times, rather than two, three times a night, two times in the last 35 days and counting. And we are just so incredibly grateful. The reality is uh, we had a feeling that it was something that we were missing. And the indoor air that we breathe is two to five times more polluted than outdoor air these days. In some cases, up to 100 times more. We spend 90% of our time indoors. And we take 20,000 breaths a day. So what's the solution? an air purifier, a cut above the rest. I'm not going to lie. We have tried others. We've tried other HEPA filters. We've tried other air filters. We have spent the money and they have not done the results that Air Doctor did in literally the first day that we put it in his room. They filter out 99.99% of dangerous contaminants. That includes pollutants such as allergens, pollen, pet dander, dust mite, mold spores, and even bacteria and viruses. So I don't know what it was that was keeping them up, but it is now gone. So Air Doctor comes with a 30-day Breathe Easy money-back guarantee. So if you don't love it, send it back for a refund minus shipping. Head to airdoctorpro.com. Use promo code FASTINGFORLIFE to receive up to $300 off air purifiers. An exclusive listener um, offer for you as well. You'll receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. That's exclusive to you, the podcast listener, now hearing this in real time. Lock this special offer by going to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code fasting for life. You guys know that we are very particular with who we partner with. And if it wasn't for this incredible company and this, the incredible results that we've seen, I would not be encouraging you to head to the website and take advantage of the fasting for life promo code. So if you support our sponsors, you are ultimately supporting us. We are grateful for you listening in and now back to today's episode. Wow. That's, that's powerful. I didn't realize those percentages were so high. Um, and there's so many of these fitness trackers out there too. And now there's ones that are measuring sleep and recovery and basing it off a of heart rate variability and all these different types of things. So we caution you to use it for calorie output based on, you know, the, the, the numbers that Tommy just gave. And again, thinking through the lens of simplification. So if you want to move for the overall benefit of health, a lot of people will look at that 10,000 step mark. And if you're going to use one of these fitness trackers, more use it in, in the idea that, you know, making sure you're getting a good workout. So if you're looking to do a high intensity workout, 
um, then yeah, use it. And if you do a high intensity workout one day and it's the same workout on the following day, you can use that feedback to be like, okay, well, one day I burned 300 supposed and the next mm -hmm. day I burned 450 or 700. You're like, okay, wait a minute. There's a big disparity there. So did I put as much intensity into the workout? Now, you know, that's more for the advanced type person. So when it comes to the trackers, just don't take that calorie number and then plug it into your MyFitnessPal. And the reason we're talking about this stuff is because a lot of people have these darn things. They're mm -hmm. everywhere. Um, and then if you get into the, you know, this is kind of the more active level type individual. If we look at the older demographics, they tend to look at the fitness Fitbit trackers. And I don't even know if Fitbit's one of them. So I apologize if it is, but they, they have a lot of great benefit, but the idea is to get you moving. But this idea of 10,000 steps, Tommy, did you know where this came from? Um, no, I, I, I've, I've been seeing numbers and they, they seem to keep rising where, where it used to be, Oh, well, how many, you know, a couple thousand steps. And then I used to see 5,000 as, as kind of the big mark. And then 10,000 I've, I've seen a few times and, and, um, uh, just learning a little bit more about, about how prevalent that is. And, and people seem to be latching on to that 10,000, maybe because 10,000 hours, um, you know, things like that. I don't know. Yeah. So I didn't know either. And then I Googled it. <laughs> I'm not saying everything on the internet is real, um, but this is multiple places, multiple citations. This one, this article I'm looking at from Harvard Health um, that I pulled up, it's the Journal of American Medical, Internal Medicine, uh, Journal of American Medical Association, Internal Medicine did a study looking at this and what they disclosed in it was that the term, you know, or 10,000 steps came from a device that was made in Japan back in the 1960s and it made it, it was called Mampo Kai or Mampo K. I don't know how to pronounce it, but it literally translates to 10,000 steps meter. So it was really a marketing thing that was implemented that just kind of became urban legend. So now there's been a bunch of studies done and they do show that, you know, the difference between sedentary, meaning somebody that doesn't do a lot versus more active people um, in the later decades of life there will be some improvement in health metrics and decreased, um, for instance, 4,400 steps a day in this one study had a 41% reduction in mortality. But, you know, mortality is one metric, but I always say this, mm -hmm. I don't want to live to 100 if my last 20 years are living in a nursing home not knowing what my name is. So right. it doesn't take into account the quality of life, medications, you know, relation, all those other things too. So 10,000 steps though, I, there's not much out there to say that that actually is beneficial. Um, I've seen some studies that show 7,500 steps. So it's not the idea of getting 10,000 steps. It's how can we simplify this to get you results to reduce the insulin resistance, which is the problem in our, you know, as we age, um, we, our insulin resistance increases. We have trouble keeping the weight off. The diets don't work anymore. We get frustrated. So really, it's more in the fact of how can you exercise the most efficiently and simply without having to do all of the stuff that we're talking about. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We don't have to add layers and layers upon of complexity to this. And, and, you know, so kind of getting back to, to the trackers, uh, especially if you're, if you're here, you're listening and you're thinking, I need to, I, I have significant weight to lose. I'm significantly insulin uh, resistance. I'm on medications for this stuff, especially. Um, there's there's really no reason to 
to get obsessed with numbers from a device that's on you that's that's trying to you know give you certain data which it, it may or may not be doing correctly but um, the 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 real pitfall there is is getting latched on to that that data and then thinking that you're on the right track when really you're not making progress towards towards where you really want to go which is your insulin sensitivity and and your weight well yeah and and even thinking more 30,000 or maybe 50,000 however you want to make it relative 100,000 let's do 100,000 foot view okay fine man we're really up there it's cold so um you know you the whole point of health is, you know, the first four letters is heal. Your body's doing what it should do. It has a balance and a homeostasis component to it. We're trying to get out of the way in today's crazy world with the food supply and the sources and all the, you know, the healthcare system, the way it is and people that have insulin resistance and it, the system doesn't work. It's been shown over and over again to fail. So it's like, okay, how can we get healthier, you know, as we age and not just accept that, you know, pain and disease is a normal part of aging, which I don't believe. And a lot of people don't believe it is. Um, and, and, you know, the healthcare system kind of shows that also when it's more of a sick care system than a healthcare system. So how can we cre- mm-hmm. create health over the longevity of our lifetime? Um, well, it, it's really you know, getting to the underlying cause of the issues. So how can we remove the, the most amount of, of, of static on the lines? How can we put in the best inputs into our body to give our body the best ability to heal over time? And that's where it comes into insulin is, you know, over a lifetime, we want to keep that as low as possible because we know that that leads to diabetes, which then leads to heart diseases, strokes, and other comorbidities, excuse me. So let let alone decrease quality of life. Yeah. Yeah. So when we're looking at this whole exercise piece, it's keep it simple. And I know there was, you know, a study that was done recently. um, And this was in the um, uh, journal of uh, physiology in 2019. So a very recent study. Yeah. Exercise physiology. Yeah. Yeah. The effect of short duration resistance training on insulin sensitivity um, so, uh, this one was, was interesting because we actually got to solve the problem of the insulin resistance and insulin sensitivity. And what they were looking for was to try to find if could, could there be an impact, a significant impact in a short amount of time with, with relatively little, uh, input. And so what they did was they took, um, they took some overweight men and put them into a program for six weeks. So three times per week for 15 to 20 minutes per session. So not a very long workout, 15, 20 minute workout, three times yeah. a week, right? 18 for workouts total. So nothing crazy. Yeah. And they saw, and, and well, what they did was they actually put them through 80% of their one rep max. So they just had them lift to failure on, I believe it was, uh, was right. it nine different movements maybe mm-hmm. and saw up to a 35% increase in insulin sensitivity uh, just over those workouts in that shorter period of time. So hold on. So wait, 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 you just said a lot of numbers. So 15, yeah, yeah 15 to 20 minutes a day, three days a week, 15 to 20 minutes of workout, three workouts a week for six weeks. Mm-hmm. And they did nine different exercises where let's say they grabbed a five pound weight and they just did bicep curls until 
or banded curls, right? Because a lot of people mm -hmm. work out at home. They have resistance bands, $30 at Walmart. You get a whole pack of them with handles and all this fun stuff, right? So all mm -hmm. they, you're telling me all they did is um, did the reps until failure for nine different exercises, and that took 15, 20 minutes a week. I mean, yeah, a, a workout. Yeah, they did 80% of their one rep max, okay? So, so well, I was doing... just thinking like simplifying that because people are like, what's a yes. one rep max? How am I going to get well, that? So... Well, well bas basically it means doing high effort okay so whatever you maximally could do in that exercise lower it down a little bit and okay. then do it do it until you can't do it anymore okay and just one set of that for nine different exercises okay and, um, so interesting so simple it, it's it's extremely simple it doesn't take a lot of time and they weren't in there every single day of the week either this was three times a week right. in so, only six weeks yeah 60 minutes a week so and at 35% increase, man, that is amazing. So it, here is just, a, let's just lay it out there and what you should be doing. Don't worry about the 10,000 steps. If you need that accountability, use it as a guide, but 10,000 isn't any better than 4,400 in that study we talked about today mm -hmm. um, because it has to do with intensity. Add in light resistance training. Um, if you're trying to reverse insulin resistance, uh, increase weight loss, um, energy levels. There's so many different things. It'll help with your sleep, but just insulin is the, is the main problem. Yeah. I um, haven't seen any data that says 10,000 steps or even right. 4,000 would increase your insulin sensitivity. Good point. Which is now, right. Which is that's, that's what we want, but I haven't seen that. Right. So it, and I think that might be the take home point here as we're kind of hashing this out, um, is, you're not going to get the added benefit with the steps. I'd rather see you throw the tracker out or donate it and then start doing this simple process of three workouts a week, banded resistance training, um, body, even body weight training. You might, you oh, might body be able weight to training get, is fantastic. Yeah. Do squats until you can't squat anymore, you know? And so, some push ups. Yeah. And some push ups uh, or knee push ups, you know, depending on where sure. you start or wall push ups. Even we used to do these workouts in our clinic on Saturdays with people. Um, and then you're going to get so much better of an overall health improvement because you're going to get that insulin for what we're talking about here, which is, you know, um, diabetes reversal, insulin resistance, uh, increasing insulin sensitivity, which has so many other effects on, on overall health. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, and that's you're not it. Spending an, and you're not spending an hour and a half of your day trying to walk those 10,000 steps. Well, what is 10,000 steps? I bet that's, it's like, it's like five miles or something. five miles. Right. Yeah, And if you're really just walking that, that could take you an hour or an hour and a half. Right. Right. And it, again, it doesn't show any, you know, that, that 10,000 mark doesn't really seem to have any real basis in, in the scientific community. So um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's just amazing. I didn't expect to end up at that point here, Tommy, when we we're talking about this today, that's really powerful because I mean, right there yeah. is how do you improve your insulin and improve your weight fat burning and improve your ability to lose weight and not have to track and not have to add in calories and not have to have all these devices. Now that that's what I'm talking about. So yeah. yeah. And, and, and just so you guys know, in that same period of time, that same six weeks, um, there was a 10% a uh, increase in muscle thickness and like a 15 or 20% um, increase in, in other strength measures too. So, I mean, there was, there were some huge benefits in, in such a uh, short period of time. So more fat loss and more lean muscle building. So yeah, you look better, you're stronger. Yeah. And, you build and lean pro lean muscle mass and yeah, you lose fat. So um, could you say perfect, perfect world? Yeah, <laughs> I, I, That's fantastic. I don't right. see. <laughs> right. Um, 
Okay, let's switch gears here. And if that, you know, hopefully that that came full circle because I again I didn't expect to land in that in that in that spot with you kind of walking through that as we talked. Um, you know, the topics that we're going to go over today. Um, last thing we want to go over today is the just an amazing. I mean, I keep saying these words like amazing and transformational and just. It, but the challenge was all of that and just the, so we're just going to run down a list of results and things that people had feedback from. And now we're talking about people that were engaged on every training and every post use all the resources, but then we're also talking to people that just kind of dipped their toe in the water or mm-hmm. hung out, you know, up against the wall, like at the junior high dance, you know, back <laughs> in the day where they didn't yeah. really want to participate, but they were just kind of hanging out watching and yeah. these these results. I want to be here, but I'm people. scared to say anything. You know. Yeah, yeah. I think she wants to dance with me. I'm not really sure. So, like, kind of trying it out. But even these people are included in these results. So, Tommy, if you want to start. Yeah, and and again, and this was the very first challenge, and it was, um, you know, we had there were some technical issues that we were working through <laughs> as it Let's was our very first that. one. Well, no, I'm, I'm, I know, I'm painting I'm just a kidding. picture here, painting a picture here because <laughs> some of the results were, were just awesome. Um, and, and it was definitely not ideal uh, conditions. You know, people weren't exactly sure when to tune in for the next update. Right. And, you know, because we're, we, uh, we worked on a new process for all that kind of stuff. Uh, right, for right. The next good one, point. But, good point. But some, some really cool results. So, I mean, here's, here's one. And, and it, you have people on, on different tracks, some people doing one meal a day for the first time, some people doing a, a full seven days for the first time. Um, so here's one. Um, good morning. This was great. I felt motivated and supported. Lost five pounds on OMAD, one meal a day during the challenge, even though I've been out of the country twice. Skin looks great. And, um, you know, I want to I know more about more meal planning uh, during the fast and, and you know, for her or one meal a day. Um, so that's just one. Let's go to the next one. That's awesome. Um, so here's one. Um, so I did good, not stopping. So lost 10.3 pounds in seven days. Now people are thinking, wow, she must've done seven days. Well, no, she did one meal a day. So she ate dinner or lunch once a day, depending on what her schedule was. So one meal a day, um, she lost 10.3 pounds. Um, just amazing. So, and she even admitted that it was hard to stay in that range every now and then just because she didn't take into account some more social type things, but she still had amazing success. So she wasn't perfect. She did one meal a day with a couple hiccups. Um, and in those seven days, blood pressure has been in the normal range the entire time. She so blood pressure. Mm-hmm. So we talked about insulin, aldosterone, kidney function, reten- retention, water, retention, water. Yeah. All of those things. Blood pressure came down, normal range, all seven days. Uh, she feels so much better overall. And um, she said that she hardly had any cravings and did some mineral water and occasional uh, occasional pickle or pickle juice, which is one of your fasting hacks when you've been when you're just getting into it. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I mean, this was her first time ever doing it. Ten point three pounds, blood pressure normal for seven days. Had a couple of hiccups even, but now she's thinking about going all the way through. Um, Lent, which is 40 days of one meal a day. I mean, I mean, we're going to, this woman's life is just, it's, it's transformed. So I'm just, I'm I'm just stumbling over words right now. So go ahead. I I, I can't remember. Yeah. I I can't remember what her longest fast was um, before the challenge. Do you remember? Never. None. Zero. Oh, oh, none. So one meal a day was like, 
she was starting one meal a day. Like just going from three meals to one. Yeah. Or three, three meals plus snacks and whatever, shakes and all yeah. that stuff. I'm sure we don't really know that for sure. So that's a little hearsay, but yeah. Um, yeah. Just, just awesome. Another one, as of this morning, down 4.2 pounds, did a week of OMAD and um, planning on continuing OMAD this week. Um, seemed hard for a few days, but much better by, by day five or six. And so I, I think this was her first time uh, doing OMAD as well. And um, Awesome. Um, yeah. Another one here, just gonna keep, we're just going to keep mowing through these. Mm-hmm. Um, seven pounds in seven days. She did one meal a day. Admitted she had some challenges. Took a break on Sunday but back on track doing the 24 hour fast. So never fasted before other, uh, I don't know if that's hundred percent true. May have fasted before, never did one meal a day consistently, mm-hmm. but increased energy seven pounds in a week. And I think I remember another one of her posts uh, previously, which I don't have uh, up in front of me, but uh, where she mentioned like clothes are fitting differently and she just felt so much better. Yeah. Um, here's another one right underneath that. As of this morning, I'm down 6.6 pounds. I did the, I did a three, one, three. So that was 72 hours. Um, and then uh, a day off and then another 72 hours. Um, that day off was basically an eight hour eating window, I believe. Um, and then back to a a 72 hour fast was sick all week with a cold and strep on antibiotics, prednisone. Um, and then, and and so not ideal conditions, but still very far away from ideal um, I'm within 10 pounds of my goal weight and looking forward to another challenge um, when I'm not sick. So, I mean, she's, she's, she can taste victory coming up pretty soon here. 10 pounds of her goal weight, man. That's amazing. So another one here as of this morning, down 4.4 pounds. Um, so, and this, this was someone who kind of jumped in late. So mm-hmm. flat for a few days, but doing my best. So yeah, this, this person's doing amazing. Like they're down four and a half pounds and all they did was structure their week to know when they were going to eat. So talk yeah, about think, simple in control, right? You're right. And I don't think he had ever done uh, any of this before. I, I, I don't think he had done any OMAD, um, maybe just just a shortened eating window or, or maybe he hadn't done any of it. Um, but yeah, just, just mapping out a simple plan for the week where he said, okay, I'm gonna do one meal a day for the next seven days. And and he's um, he has a lot of momentum and uh, you know, it, just, just a big win over the week. It's, it's fantastic. Another woman here did 60 minutes of a high intensity workout. So it was more of like a boot camp class at a gym um, and did it on day four of her fast and felt amazing. She's like, this is, I can't believe how much energy I have. I feel so much better. <laughs> so 60 minute high intensity fast. I'm, I'm assuming she's more experienced with it, but yes, mm-hmm. the myth that you can't work out when you're fasted is not true. Um, you know, if you're at 4% body fat or if you are, um, you know, really, kind of in the, in the, in the bodybuilding world or high intensity fitness world, high level performance world. Um, you know, that's different, but she's, I mean, she did 60 minutes. I was like, man, maybe, <laughs> maybe not start with 60, but she said, no, I got this. And she felt amazing, yeah. you know? So right. I was being cautious and she was like, nope, got it. Feel great. Done. Sure. Man, and, just and, so and, cool. And that's what it's all about. I mean, you, you know, you do, do listen to your body, do, um, you know, yeah. how, how you feel like react to how you feel. And you absolutely uh, can do it. Yeah. Here's the next one. I'm, I'm on the seven day fast. Um, and then, uh, so this person even had a, had a, what they called a slip up and uh, which was great because they posted about it and said, Hey, you know, I was, I was really stressed and, and I had a, a plumbing issue in my house. Um, and I was kind of handling it all by myself. So I had a little slip up. I had, uh, I, 
I believe she probably had like three or 400 calories because um, she was on the, in the middle of a seven day fast. But then mm -hmm. the win was that she, for the first time she jumped right back in and she got right back on to her seven day fast. She didn't say, oh, okay, well, I, I guess that's a slip up. I'm going to stop the fast. Um, she got right back into it. So, so she, she still uh, fasted 97% of the time during the week and she had a huge win and she felt great. And, and that's part of, of the, the mastery part of this integration into your life. Life is not perfect and your fasts aren't always going to be perfect either, but rolling with the punches is a huge part of this. Uh, it's amazing. Um, last one for me will be the sleep. Um, when I discussed my issues with sleep, you had some stories about it as well. When we did a big training on sleep, um, mm -hmm. one of the days, I don't remember what day it was, <laughs> um, but a couple of the comments there was like, wow, I didn't realize that what I was doing wasn't normal. Like you, Dr. Scott, or like you, Tommy, I didn't realize that sure. this was contributing to my problem, you know, and my doctor never told me about this, or I didn't know that sleep could have an effect on insulin. And so all of these different things, just that one training, we got so much feedback for, and we, we did a lot yeah. of what we talked about in the training based off of the response that we got from the podcast last week. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, just another, uh, another testimony of, yeah, it's making sense. You're giving us control. Thank you for sharing the info. And like, I didn't realize that what I was doing wasn't normal. So now she's already put things into place to improve her sleep, which is only going to help long-term health. So just amazing. Yeah. That's exactly why we, 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 we try to dig as deep as possible. We've been through it. We've made all the mistakes in the past. We have the t-shirts the and all the magnets and evidence to prove it. And we're trying to go back um, and, and, you know, kind of paint a picture for everybody and show you guys um, exactly what we did wrong. Because a, a lot of you are doing some of the same things and, and maybe haven't realized it yet that, that there's a way to, to change it and to do better. And that's right. exactly what we want to do. And we got so much of that feedback from the challenge. It's awesome. That's so great, man. Um, so yeah, we're going to be doing more. So um, here's what we're going to do at this point. So go and um, just put a new welcome video up to our Fasting for Life page. So it is at the Fasting for Life on Facebook. We're working on getting IG up and running. It's a whole nother beast, but uh, we are in process of doing that. Mm -hmm. And then, um, once again, we're there, so you can follow us. Yep. We are there. Yep. Fasting for life, um, on Instagram as well. And then the podcast. So go ahead. Once again, we talked about earlier on this new idea of continuing the conversation. Um, we want everyone to drop a five-star review and then post your questions with the review. We'll gather them all up and then we will just do a podcast of questions or kind of trickle them in. Mm -hmm. um, as we do the episodes and continue to roll out, um, the week to week. And, uh, hopefully we'll have enough to make a whole episode of it. If not, I'm sure we'll get some great questions. <laughs> yeah. If not, we'll keep answering them over time. Awesome. So Tommy, anything else before we wrap this up? Episode eight is in the books. I'm feeling good. I'm loving the momentum from the challenge and you guys just stay tuned. We have some amazing stuff coming. Yeah, we do. We're working on some really cool stuff and we will make sure to uh, let you guys know, uh, tell you on the podcast and um, yeah, we'll let you know when it's ready. We're excited. All right. Let's do it. You have a good day. Thank you. You too. Bye. Bye. So you've heard today's episode and you may be wondering, where do I start? Head on over to thefastingforlife.com and sign up for our newsletter where you'll receive fasting tips and strategies to maximize results and fit fasting into your day-to-day -day life. While you're there, download your free Fast Start Guide to get started today. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Make sure to leave us a five-star review, and we'll be back next week with another episode of Fasting for Life. 